Hello, educators and friends of educators. Welcome to the After School Talk podcast, where we discuss hot button issues in education and search for possible solutions. A podcast for educators by educators. This podcast is sponsored by The Right Effect. That's R-I-T-E Effect. The Right Effect provides an educational approach with a twist. At The Right Effect, educators learn how to use interventions implemented through school-based extracurricular activities to promote school belonging, academic motivation, and positive school culture. Check out The Right Effect at www.therighteffect.com. Again, that's www.therighteffect.com. And follow him on Instagram at the right, right effect. I'm your host, Dr. Dukes, and I'm joined by my co-host and fellow educator, Mr. Dukes. Not only are we married, but we also have a combined 15 years of experience in education. We want to say thank you for listening, and please subscribe to our podcast, The After School Talk. Hello, Sharon. She finally did it after, what, 10, 20, 30 episodes. She finally gave me my countdown that I've been wanting. Clap it up for Dr. Sharon Deuce. If you're listening right now, clap it up for her. If this is your first episode, um, she is this thing where she just hit the mouse button, start recording, and then I'm supposed to automatically know. But today, she finally did the countdown and hit me with the five, four, three, silent two, silent one, go. Here we are <laughs> with the podcast. Hello, Dr. Dukes. I don't want to talk to you no more. Why not? Can't <laughs> you get on my nerves? <laughs> I really thought she was just gonna go, "Hey, Lord, y'all," and go into it. And nope. you went, nope, you kept nope, talking. Nope. I was gotta, gotta let the people know what's going on, man. I'm not doing that every time. No. Whatever, you yeah. definitely are a director. Oh, you're definitely. Oh, I'm a director. Whatever. Anyway, um, y'all heard so, the, Did you hear the country this and that? Director. You, I mean, country anyway. Ta. But anyway, um, welcome to the podcast. This is. I don't know what episode are we on. Dude? I don't, I don't know. know what's the name. Of our, what's the name of this podcast? <laughs> <laughs> oh, jeez. Oh, the the uh, after, after school, school talk. talk. Oh, that after sounded good. Talk. We sounded had a little sound melody. Uh, uh, put that hey, saying every week. Melody. What? That made me think about how melodies <laughs> from heaven <laughs> rain down on me. Rain down on me. <laughs> Sorry about that. You said Melody, what you talking about? This made me think about how we kind of first interacted with each other. Hmm? Music class. Oh, yeah, we sure did. Yes. We had music class together your senior year, my junior year. Yep, yep, yep. And unfortunately. Any attention? What? Nothing. Um, Yes, you did. Okay. Well, there you go. You were nervous and intimidated by me. Please. Anyway. Anyway, but however, I, I stood my ground. That's it is the small talk of the day. That's what's going to be our small talk. We'll get into the other small talk later. I want to let the audience know that I met you in music class and I had the pleasure of sitting next to my dear cousin, Kaisha, and the unfortunate pleasure. <laughs> is that an unfortunate pleasure? I don't know. It Man, it was just messed that. up that I had to sit next to Jamal and Sean, who were close friends of yours oh yeah that's home team so i'm surprised i passed the music because we should have failed sitting next to them and then you were across the room just watching me every time you walked in just could not keep your eyes off of me you are wilding right now. so i eventually walked over and introduced myself in la la (sighs) freaking land are we married (sighs) that is is (laughs) yes we are did you propose to me at the same spot we met Yes, I did. So therefore, you guys put one and one together. You get two. Whatever. We're in episode something. Uh, and what are we going to talk about today? Flashback to a couple of weeks where we got to go to Charleston. Oh yeah, we did go to Charleston. It, yeah, we sure did. It's one of um, our favorite a, cities. That was a great, 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 great time. Um, Wish we could have stayed longer. Yep, yep. Had some good food and some good spots. Um, shout out to Henry's um, In rooftop spot. Dope, dope, dope. Had a few drinks there. Shout out to them. Um, shout out to, what was that other place? Wait, for to say that other food place. Um, if any of you, um, during your self-care day as educators, like to have a good smelling um, lotion mm-hmm. or soap, they have a place called Old Welling, I think it is. 
Old Dwelling? No, Welling, like a well. Oh, Welling. Old Welling. Yeah, Old, old Welling. Welling Company? I think it's Old Welling Company. That has really good soaps, um, bath bombs. and Scrubs. Yeah, they have that salt scrubs. And I just like love the smell of that. And their soaps are very um, moisturizing. So uh, my number one goal was to stock up on their stuff before yeah, she definitely stocked up jesus i did they asked me did you want anything? do you want anything no man he's stuff let's go <laughs> we got other places to go to you he just ready to get to the food like he's trying to do now so continue with the rest and of the drinks, restaurants food and food and drinks, drinks. Food and, but yeah we need to get to do today so let's hurry this up a couple of good spot magnolias that was a very nice spot uh we had we had brunch slash brunch brunch slash lunch and it was so elegant Sunday. and bougie um that was have a bougie nice moment educators yeah, absolutely and then uh saturday night we went down to this spot we was headed downtown saturday night but we ended up going to this place triangle it's right at the corner of uh what is it magnolia drive and something highway I don't, I don't know, but look up uh, Triangle, Triangle in Charleston. It's Triangle Char and Bar. That place is really nice. And then right next to it is this dessert spot um, that stays open late and sells. They got a full bar. So they got like cakes and pies, pies and milkshakes, um, brown, brownies. brownies and coffees. It's like a it's like a Starbucks with a full blown bar and dessert bar. Full blown bar. So you and do your work. Bar. With the espresso, work, espresso, and when you're done, get, get you a you drink. A drink. <laughs> get you a drink. But it was a super nice vibe in there. Now, the good thing about um, Triangle was we were trying to find a spot that just had a good mix. Like it had a kind of nightlife to it mm-hmm. with good food, good drinks. And um, Triangle, when we walked in, the song was just changing. Yes. To Outcast. Was it Southern Playlisted? Southern Playlisted. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yes, it was. So when you hear that. Listen. Oh, I'm, y'all, I'm so old. I'm we so were old. like, we are home. Forget what the drinks take with. Now. Yes. Like, oh, y'all don't want to say, forget what these drinks take like. The music is A1. So I'm this good was, to go. Yes, the music was great. They had all the TVs on. on the football games. Right, I was good. The waitress was, was great. Good. The um, the waitress is the one who put us on to going to Kaminsky's. Yep, Kaminsky's. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's the place. Kaminsky's. And, um, and even when we walked back from Kaminsky's, remember she yelled out the, the window like, how was it? Yep, she wanted Perfect. to go with us. She wanted yeah. to go with us. The manager, she was really nice there telling us all the different spots. So it was just excellent service, excellent food. Just And just like this, here's a food item that I had that was different, very different. It was macaroni and cheese, mm-hmm. then spinach. Mm-hmm. Then brisket topped with barbecue sauce. Now, I do not like to mix my foods. I don't like for my foods to touch at all. But it was, oh, and it had caramelized onions on top. So it was great. Really good. And so next time we go, we're going to check out some. Oh, and we went to the um, Crab Shack. Crab Shack, yeah. And we went there. That that was okay. It wasn't the best. But honestly, Kaminsky's stole the show at the end of me. Because it was just, I could stay there all night. And they they were open until like 2 in the morning. And shout out to the uh, birthday girl we ran into, her and her friends. They was about to get lit. And then I saw them the next morning, and all of them had shades. So I'm like, hey, you the dude from last night and taking our picture. Yeah, it was her dirty like, How was it? Can't you tell? It was great. Like, yes, I see it all over your face through them shades. And count on us for always bumping into people. Like, oh, we yeah, always we meet random, random people. people. But we always have a good time, though. So. Right, right. So, well, bumping into people brings us to the last topic was relationships yeah, well. um, and education when you're building strong relationships with your students and how extracurricular activities can help to extend that uh, moment and create a greater sense of community within your campus Mm -hmm. and before we get into um another aspect of relationships we bumped into a student at church a couple of weeks ago who uh told us about the impact we had on him when he was in high school just came out of left field (laughs) it was great to hear but we never would have expected it and i think educators uh, there are educators out there who know you know your intentions aren't necessarily to to make somebody 10 years down the line remember what you did in that moment you're just trying to help them along the way you're always just continuously giving and moving so it was just great hearing from him and he's very excited to uh, also looking to going into education, so he right. told us he would send us a couple of questions. Mm-hmm. Javante Boykin, who he, uh, he told me I can say his name, so I was yeah, excited. Yeah. Javante class Boykin, of, what is Javante? Class of 13? 13 at Cross Creek. Yeah, I think, I think it's class of thirteen. Yep. Yeah, class of thirteen. 
Great class, by the way. <laughs> um, so he gave us a couple of questions, and we are going to try our best to answer those. And thirteen or fourteen? I'm sorry. <laughs> class of thirteen or fourteen. Listen, you know, when I was a little girl, my mom would see her students out in you know the store or something, and go, "Hey, baby, hey, sugar," or something like that, and wouldn't remember their names. And I remember going, "How you don't remember your students' names?" But as the years go yeah. on. Yeah, yeah. You forget who graduated when or which school they were at. It's yeah, just yeah. so many students. So yeah. it's like we'll see a face and you know, we'll recognize the face from a school. Yeah, you'll or you'll know like one of the schools. You yeah. one of them. Yeah. <laughs> then once they say who it is, everything comes back to you. But I always remember him as Boykin anyway. So I was like, and I, I was just about to say, yeah, Javante was definitely not one of those those students. Like we will remember Javante oh, yeah. Boykin. Boy. <laughs> Boy, yes. Not to say he was a bad student at all, but he was a great student. And that's why um, we got some others out there who I can't wait to have <laughs> on the podcast so y'all can hear from from how they tormented my life <laughs> and now they're adults and have children and getting married. Mm-hmm. But yeah, um, that's why it kind of caught us, uh, caught us off guard when Javante pulled us to the side and and just told us how uh, much of an influence we had on him uh, when he was, you know, getting ready to graduate from high school. Because we looked at Javante like, okay, this is a student that got it going on. He know what he want to do after graduation. He is good to go. And he never really came looking for advice. Right, never. And you know, if he had a question, he'd ask. Um, but you know, wasn't a problem child nothing like that. And uh, he, he got his work done, did what he needed to do, and got on the body there. Um, but then when he pulled us to the side, it was like, you know, things just weren't the way I may have made them appear on the outside. Like, I was going through my thing, you know, family, myself, da-da-da. Um, and, you know, just different things that we may have said to him in passing or directly, it really helped him, you know, through high right. school, get going into college and, and progressing from there. And, and like he's told us, mm-hmm. he now wants to get involved with education. Um, he wants to be Ooh. the face of Richmond County education. Um, so, you know, we, we definitely want to help him in that. And and like Dr. Duke said, um, we got a couple of questions that we're going to answer uh, that came directly from him. Um, and, and we may be able to get him on the show one day. Uh, to talk about different things that he wants to do, but um, we'll go ahead and get into these questions. So the first question is, as a future black educator or someone wanting to work in the school system, what is considered appropriate hairstyles for men and women? Um, example, starting locks for me or waist length um, weave for women. I Okay, so let's talk about how our second episode was about appropriate hairstyles. Right. And how a school in DeKalb County uh, demonstrated to African-American students what they considered appropriate and inappropriate. Um, which is a outdated concept. Correct. 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 Um, correct. When we look at the recent situation where Jay-Z and the NFL decided what charity groups they were going to donate to. And one of the charity groups was the... Crushers Club, I think it was called, in Chicago. Mm-hmm. Um, and when they donated to them, it came out that years before, the lady who was the director of it had pictures of her cutting the locks of different African-American boys. And the caption said, you know, if it was Melvin, let's pretend it's the person's name was Melvin. Melvin is now ready to have a better life and we are here to help him. And people were not pleased because... Are you insinuating that better life can only come if you have your hair a certain way? Like, what was the connection between the locks and having a better life, right? Mm-hmm. So, as a person who has locks, triggered, I, I, I understood, I completely understand cutting your hair as a symbolic thing of birth, of yeah, a rebirth, rebirth right? Because yeah. um, I've cut my hair several times at certain moments. When I first had my child... Um, certain times in college, when I first got to freshman in high school, I cut my hair just as a whole fresh start. But I wouldn't say if you have long hair, you can't have a better life. <laughs> like that was, I wouldn't want it to go together like that. Mm-hmm. So when we're looking at um, being in the professional world, I think it's more about just being groomed. Like you just, if your natural hair grows in that manner, okay. And what I mean by that manner, like, it, it locks up if you, you know, twist it up or whatever you do. Um, if you want to have it, uh, if you want to have long hair, if you want to have a, a certain cut, it's, it's, I don't think it's fair to say that as an educator, you can't have that hair. Right. <laughs> Especially when 
your students will probably have similar styles. Right. So it right, could right. be a point of connection and a way to relate to each other. Right. Um, and, and you know, my thing, uh, Dr. she has uh, locks right now. And <laughs> if, if you see Five me, years in. if you see me, my hair is just doing its thing. Like it's, <laughs> it's no, it's no real, uh, art to my hair right now. It's no real design. It's just, in the words of my students, it started off as the thought hair. That's oh yeah, that's what they used it to call off it. As the thought hair. So, and like you just said about relating to the students, um, that's it wasn't what I was trying to do. When I wasn't trying to be young and all like that, I just like for my hair to grow out and let it do what it do and it what it is. But the students, of course, called it the thought hair. Um, so I, I was relatable in that sense. But now it's just gotten to a point where some of them are kind of twisted up. Some of it is kind of loose. Um, but the thing is, I do try to keep it edged up. My tape line fresh. I just went to the barbershop today. Yeah, you just kind of make it look, you know um, And I think that's the that's the point of, especially when you're talking about hairstyles, just because of where we are in the times now. Um, it's certain. It's not necessarily about the style. It's about just being just being fresh, being clean, um, being groomed, and being being. Uh, I guess. Uh, just knowing your your whereabouts and knowing your surroundings and and, and keeping yourself to what you have you are confident in what right in what in, right, right, in right. your styles because we can look at somebody who I don't know just they may decide that they okay great example um I know somebody who now has pink in the back of her locks mm-hmm. so she has it styled up and if you saw her in the front it's her natural color you saw mm-hmm. it in the back is pink why does she have pink right now. Breast cancer, breast cancer, breast cancer awareness. Her mother died from breast cancer, mm-hmm. so am I now gonna be like that is so unprofessional? To have right, pink right, right. Oh my! But if she was an educator, that's a great conversation. Yeah, it's a great moment for kids to find out, and she can tell a story. Yeah, so it's yeah. not, and and it, and the style is, I love it. As soon as I saw it, who who did them? Well, you know, whatever. I I think that we um we don't want students to think that you just wake up in the morning, throw on whatever, don't brush your teeth and go to work <laughs> you, right. but you do all of the necessary grooming and hygiene things so that you can be confident when you walk out the door and then you can be the best employee that you can be right and i, I think that definitely goes with it being confident with what you what you have um because even so you know we've seen sometimes where um our students with, with locks for example you know they, it's cool and absolutely that's the time to try any hairstyle do what you want to do because you're young and you don't have to go to a job interview and all this kind of stuff but if they have to dress up for something oh they'll twist them back into two plaids or they'll get a fresh twist it's you know it's it's a i can still have this style and then i know when it's oh okay we about to take pictures i want to kind of right, get them right, neat right, right. same thing with a haircut same thing right. with uh, you know if a guy has um uh, long hair. Let's just talk about a white male, and he may okay. Today I'm just kind of wearing my style. Tomorrow I may mousse, put some mousse in it, mm-hmm. and, and gel style and style it up. Put a part in. Yeah, because I'm because it depends on the occasion. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I listen. This we and and the other thing too, the teachers we had growing up are not the teachers you have now. Absolutely. Because huh? shout out to everybody young that I work with were mm-hmm. some fly dressers. They had swag to them, and I think the students appreciated that. That I think they love to see somebody who is not all about a tie and a blazer. Mm-hmm. You know, sometimes some J's and the school t-shirt, and that make them feel connected to you. Yeah. Right. Absolutely. So the second question uh, was, what are ways to get involved in working with the school system or to help students if I'm not a teacher or guidance counselor? That's a loaded question for it, me. It is. It <laughs> is. Um, not every school wants, quote unquote, outsiders to come in. Um, but there, I, I do think that there are a couple of, of ways you can uh, help. Number one, just just ask the school. Uh, just see what they right. have that's, to offer. Yeah, that's a great step. Just um, ask and see what they need help with. Yeah, just just ask. See what they where you can kind of help, lend a helping hand and stuff like that. Um, and then go from there. Uh, I'm pretty sure that because it's i'm gonna tell you why it's, I'm, I'm gonna tell you why it's kind of a difficult thing the school day is already designed mm, yeah so trust and believe <laughs> that we have something for my for our students to do from bell one to last bell right, right? so sometimes people just think hey i want to come in and talk to some of your students it's not that simple it's not that simple because right. i would i would have to tell people sometimes listen i can't 
I can't always just pull kids out of class because you want to give an inspirational message. Right. Because now we've disrupted the teacher's plan for the day. Mm-hmm. So we have to plan in advance for certain things. And then we have to, then, then what you run into is, um, I've had people say, I would like to come speak to your students. Okay, sure. Um, what is it you like to talk about? Oh, well, what you need me to talk about? Uh uh-uh. I thought you were coming in with a plan. Yeah, I need <laughs> you to have your plan because then I can figure out what audience to gather right. for you, right? So then it turns into, oh, well, I can only come at nine and I want to speak to seniors. Well, if all of our seniors are in such and such class or the class I'm pulling is going to be a variety of students, it's like I said, it's just not that simple. So you right. have to kind of go in with a plan of, hey, and a, a plan that's flexible that says, hey, sometime in the month of October or November, I would like to speak to these students on these topics and just you know deliver whatever help i can and you know give them my business cards where they can reach out to me later or whatever right Mm -hmm. but also remember this too you got a plan but you need to make sure the the people at the school understand your plan right it's no different than everybody can't go up and just talk to my daughter and 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 what i would say minister to them Mm -hmm. (laughs) you can't just go up to her and say anything so we need to be clear on what's your story or, or your topic or where you're going with your with your speech and the purpose of it and the intentions of it with the students absolutely and that's another thing i want to bring up too um it's, it's not as easy just to walk into a school and, and work with kids anyway um it it may go as far as you got to get a background check just to work with the kids and stuff mm-hmm. like that volunteer um, card. Even, yeah volunteer card uh stuff like that because i know with going on uh the field trip with Shaden last year we had to do a whole uh parent volunteer workshop seminar down at the board now i didn't participate just because of my work schedule and i was like okay i'm not gonna not gonna go to the uh, on the field trip but you had to go through a process mm-hmm. if you're gonna be one of the parents to you know go on the field trip and they were just going to the zoo but um you had to go through the whole little training to be a parent volunteer so you know you got that aspect of it too just you know just things times have changed um, as far as with, being able to with just education, in, just being yeah. able to walk in and help and say, "Here, I, here I am. Use me as you, as you want to use me." But kind of picking back off what you said too, um, when you're looking to help with with a school or a school system, I think number one, just be flexible to what they may want your help with, and then the second thing, have something in the back pocket to say, "I would like to do this." So let's just say they were to come to you and say, "Well, what did you have in mind?" Be specific on you know, what you would want to bring to a school or a school system. How would you want to help mm-hmm. uh, specifically? But just, you know, keep something in your back pocket and say, I would want to do this, not just, well, I, I want to volunteer. Well, what you got? I don't know what you want me to do. The other thing is you need, oh, the school system needs manpower, but the school system needs consistent manpower. Yeah. So sometimes with a volunteer, yeah, you can pop up today, but I really need you two two weeks from now, right. and you can't come. So it gets kind of tricky. But I say this: um, always look into, you um, like I say, going in with a plan or going in and saying, "Hey, this is who I am. Just feel free to call me. These are the times that I can volunteer, and you know, look for them to reach out to you." But a a part of that. Something Javante and I talked about was my goal in life, (laughs) one of my goals in life, because I have several, is to promote for people, promote for school systems to hire people outside of the capacity of principal, counselor, and teacher. Mm -hmm. You need people who are in schools that are prepared to say, I am over the student affairs side and a part of student affairs is bringing in volunteers and having people to help from the community with different projects or things that you have and the the problem comes in when you come in to talk to someone who already has 80 different hats to wear and find and and your role is not a priority to them because there's so many other things but if you could have somebody who is in the capacity of organizing school activities and student activities it'll make more sense right to to say hey go speak to this person so that they can organize how you can come in and in what capacity you can come in absolutely oh i absolutely. like that i like how you just i was ready for you to go and <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. but that's a big thing that's a big thing for me um yes growing up i thought i was gonna be a teacher and then two things happen one i don't have i no. 
it's not it's not going down that way i can't i could i just realized that's not where my passion lies right but then i realized there are other educators who feel the same way i you love education and you love students but it's not in the capacity of teaching and it's not in the capacity of counseling and you don't want to be an administrator so that leaves you with nothing sometimes in the k-12 through world depending on where you are depending mm-hmm. on where your district mm-hmm. so it's i believe that it's more encouraging to, to look at districts and say hey there are other capacities people who can work in your school building and help students outside of the academics right and it can have a greater impact <laughs> than you can ever imagine right and i i, I even though i was i feel like i was good at it maybe even great at it but even with me that you just described me now um i i know education is my thing i know it's, it's pretty much my passion i love working with kids but just the teaching part just became a little too much for me mm-hmm. um I, I may have made it look easy sometime and i i, I made it easy for myself at certain times too but um, it was just certain parts of it that was like, okay, I, I don't want to do the teaching part, but and I you still want to work with education that is so and stuff true. like that. What? Okay, I just thought about one of your easy moments. What? I remember the students telling me one time they were in class trying to do some type of math problem. Mm-hmm. And they said, the teacher literally said, hold on a minute, walked across the hall, grabbed you and said, can you show them how to do this problem or yeah. whatever? Mm-hmm. So the kids said that they were all sitting there waiting just okay so you get up to the board like you do all right so y'all see this right here okay so you're gonna <laughs> take this right here and then you're gonna move over there all right got it? all right so gonna move it over there da, da, da. so what do you have you got that all right so da, 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 da. and the, the little boy said once you finish everybody went wow like, <laughs> they said it was crazy because the other teacher was in there she was trying and she's saying whatever it was it wasn't she knew okay i'm not at this moment right there they're not connected yeah, so right, she yeah. she had enough sense to say uh uh-uh, i'm not about to keep you know let me just get yeah let me just get somebody else, else yeah. interpret so i think that was one of the moments where for even the students it was like why does why would mr do say it it's just like oh that's it but for you it was yeah i can break down information right to you which right. i see you do with shayla even with first grade work that i can break down information to you but not necessarily do i want to do this in the capacity of a teacher uh, every day right exactly. right and exactly. so what happens is people look at you like well no all you have to do no <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. I just told you I don't want to do that. It's not what right. I want to do because the strain and the and the pull of being a, a teacher is one that is it's a unique field to be in. Like right. I look at your mother as someone who genuinely loves to oh sit and create lessons and plans and it. ideas. And ooh, I'm gonna try to do it to the wee hours of the night, three o'clock in the morning, and then get sleep. back up at six o'clock in the morning. Yeah. She enjoys that part of it, right? Which is fine. But why can't it be other areas in K through twelve where I do have a passion for these students and for doing something, right. but it's just not necessarily in the classroom. Right. And and that's that's the whole purpose of um, our sponsor company, The Right, the right Effect. Effect. That's, the effect. <laughs> that's the whole um, that's point. That's the whole point. That's the whole point of it. Like, just giving thought to areas outside of, like you said, like you said, uh, administration, guidance counselors secretaries uh teachers that what everybody pretty much has all Mm -hmm. in every school system just giving options for uh for people outside of those areas still in the k-12 realm though Mm -hmm. like not everybody wants to go to um you know higher ed for those different positions some people just i want i I literally want to to work with high school age Mm -hmm. students or i want to work with middle school age or elementary school age students but i don't want to be a teacher but i don't want to be right so then it's like well we ain't got nothing else for you and then i hate when people would say to me well you can go be a teacher why do y'all make that like a fallback thing like (laughs) oh you can go do that no no you know how much work you have to do to do (laughs) no ma'am i'm not doing that and i and we're going to eventually do a whole episode of breaking down um the college side versus the um k through 12 side but just a little peek in right now you you give so much thought into the student development side once we get to college which is so backwards Mm -hmm. so once we get to college we could be at a you could have a student that is at a university level who has somebody to talk to who's the director of the lgbtq 
somebody who's the director of the African-American Center, somebody who's over student engagement and student involvement for clubs and organizations, somebody who's over intramural, somebody who's over campus recreations, mm-hmm. outdoor recreation, somebody who's over health and fitness for the campus, mm-hmm. a counseling office, um, a family and transitions office, all of these p- different people. And you talk about one person over it and then a staff of five, mm-hmm. all dedicated to making sure we have each corner of student development hit. So if a student is facing anything, we have all these different offices that are helping shape them. But yet for some reason from the age from the kindergarten to twelve, you didn't have the same capacities. Right. That doesn't right. make sense to me. Like I'm like, wait, so you wait until we get eighteen and then you decide that I need all of this development? No, mm-hmm. I needed that back at eight. Yep. <laughs> That's when I needed it. So it's important to talk about those things and make people who are who are at the levels that can make the changes say, wait a minute, I'm we're not doing this right mm-hmm. there's there are ways that we could be helping students and not saying everything is put on the teacher the counselor or the principal those three people in the building that matter even when you look at it when we talk about education one of my friends was saying this um chris was saying it those are the only positions you even students even know so right. it's a, a lot of times yeah. students will refer to me as their teacher oh she was my teacher i did teach you something but i wasn't your teacher yeah, yeah, but they don't know any teacher. other language for it right so, and then the language that you give them, I remember one year in the county, they decided to call us family service coordinators. Right, right, right. What's right. that? What is, mm-hmm. what is that? Yeah. Every, <laughs> every 12 year old know, knows what a family yeah. service coordinator is. I mean, that's just common. No, it just doesn't make sense. It doesn't, you have to name it what you, what you want it to be. So it's accessible for the student. Right. So that's, that's the big point of that. Um. I'm going to jump down to something else, and we're going to talk about um, my personal experiences. I want to talk about our personal experiences with teachers. I was thinking about the teachers who influenced the most, but I really want to think about it in the aspect of extracurricular activities. Okay. Do we have an ad, though? Yeah, I just said I was going to skip down. Oh, okay. Gotcha. <laughs> Sorry about that. <laughs> I wanted to skip that, but you know, okay. You know the good thing about side note. You know the good thing about the podcast. It's really like a conversation, so you can say whatever you want to. Do. Boy, you somebody say whatever you want to. I was listening to Kev on stage the other day, and somehow they got to talking about some rant. <laughs> like it was, I don't want to say what. Yes, I do. <laughs> so they were talking about. I don't even know. This will tell you how how powerful it became. They were talking about something else, and they led into STDs because one of the hosts had an STD scare. And then it led into unprotected sex. Then it led into when you're in a marriage and you don't understand the you've all you're you're just able to do that, and it's so easy to say, well, you should be you should be having protected sex. But he was talking from aspect. I'm struggling. I'm single, and yes, I'm doing right. But I had one moment, and then it went into wait, that one moment could change your whole life. And I was like, oh, that ain't that wasn't even y'all topic. But this was a great episode. Hmm. Anyway. Um, I will go ahead and say the ad though, since you forced me to. Yep, gotta keep things consistent. <laughs> um, again, this is uh our usual ad for the company Nostalgia, who uh, offers apparel for uh show the appreciation of Black culture and to give good vibes. Um, nostalgia is um, enlightening those who don't know and uplifting those who do. Incorporating things such as HBCUs or your favorite throwback sitcom or hip-hop lyrics. Um, it is clear that nostalgia was sent here from the past to brighten our future. So if you are interested in going and getting any nostalgia apparel, please visit the website at nstylegia.com. And if you type in educator, you can get a 20% off of your next order. Excellent. Now let's go. Oh, he's excellent. I feel so special. Oh, special and hungry. I think because we started off talking about food, they kind of. Yep. But if you finish this podcast, we might be able to go do something. You gonna take me out to eat? If you finish this podcast, we might. <laughs> now the world ain't know what we doing, man. First of all, when we it, never mind. Okay, so we're talking about teachers who influenced us and in extracurricular activities. Do you already have somebody in mind? I have somebody in mind. Teacher that influenced us in extracurricular activity? Yeah. Yes. I wonder if we got the same person because we, we haven't. We definitely don't. You don't know this person like that at all. You ain't have, you ain't have no reason to go to this person. This we, we're talking about in extracurricular activity. In extracurricular activity. Yeah, you you wouldn't. No, you wouldn't yours is going to be. Okay, I think I already know who, what yours is then. 
Okay. TSA? Yes. I knew it. I don't even know the name of TSA. I mean, what it stands for. So who who who's going first, me or you? Even yeah. the, huh? You can. Oh no, you go. Well, what you asked the question for? All right. So <laughs> so what we we talking about? What 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 are we talking about again? Somebody that influenced us in extracurricular. I'll go first then. So we so it uh you see what I mean? Um, and that's why I thought maybe me, you, and I could have possibly had the same person. So the person who influenced me the most in extracurricular activities was Miss Bowman at our high school. So that's why I said, oh, Miss Bowman was on the engine, one of the engineering teachers, and I was on health science track. So it would be rare that I don't take any classes from her, right? But the way Ms. Bowman influenced me was at our school, like we've mentioned before, we did not have homecomings or many sports. We had some sports, um, volleyball, track, soccer. And I think they got soccer after we left. We didn't have soccer when we were there. Yeah, I don't think we had soccer. When we yeah, we didn't have soccer. Or did we? Maybe we, I think we did. We did? Did we have a co-ed soccer team? I don't know. I don't even, I didn't even go to no games. What are you talking about? I think I was going to play volleyball. No, I wouldn't. Let me stop lying to myself. Anyway. Um, so we had, uh, kind of limited, uh, activities compared to other schools. We were very focused on academics all the time. And, um, spirit week was that big time of the year where there were the, the objective of spirit week was for the class, your grade level to win. Okay. So every day you had, is that an Amber alert? We that an Amber alert. Amber alert. What do we do? Well, since we're on the podcast, we have, we can't do anything right now. I'm reading the Amber Alert, but it yeah, ain't gonna make no difference when this get posted. <laughs> right. <laughs> hope we don't hope y'all. Sorry about that, guys. Which reminds me, you didn't see the Facebook message I sent you today, mm-hmm. where the guys were talking about this is what you're supposed to do in the Amber Alert. Oh, I didn't see that yet. <laughs> the guy, as soon as the Amber Alert hit, he put his phone. No, he grabbed his phone, ran out the, into the street, and then all of his friends at the different houses ran out into the street too. And they were like, "It's a black sedan. Where we gotta get him? There it goes. It's right there." So they all just start running. So they running down the street. Then the other friend pull up in the car, like, "Get in, get in!" So they get in the car and they chase down the car, and then two of the guys act like they pulling the guy out the car to beat him up and the other one said yells i got the baby <laughs> when you see it ain't a real baby it's, a, it's like a little stuffed animal oh and he God. just take off running up the street when i tell you i was crying so hard because yeah, i really be thinking like their ambulance like what was it <laughs> like what you want me to go look right now go find them no can't do that all right so back to what we were saying before amber um made her noise oh, i hope my eyes don't do it um so the objective was to win as many points. So um, every day of the week, you dressed according to whatever the activity was. So it's tacky day or a luau day or a throwback day. You made sure that everybody in your class dressed in that whatever the activity was. So once you got your points, you will add them up towards the end of the week, right? Mm-hmm. So the thing about it was the um it was based on percentages so however the percentage of your classmates that participated during the week counted towards whatever you were going to have whatever points you were going to get right so they waited until friday of spirit week and that's when we would have the sport competition and the dance off Mm -hmm. also a part of the competition you had to decorate your section of the gym and whatever your theme was for the year. And you got points for that too. So we got the days of the week. We got the decorations we have to do. We have a 15 minute dance routine we need to make up. And then we have our sport. Whatever. Whether it's volleyball or, or basketball. That our, we would pick people to play on the teams against each other. And then at the end of the day Friday. They would tally up the points and say which class won. Now for some reason this was like the Olympics to us. It's that big a deal. It's like gold now you won nothing other than bragging rights bragging rights that's it for a whole year for a whole year but miss bowman was normally the person to organize everything and get all this going for the classes so every year i participated um in in doing spirit week and my class was just a class i felt like we knew how to come together and win like example beating melvin's class twice oh please oh please we beat you twice Got the yearbooks to prove it. So anyway, the thing about it was by the time I got to my senior year, senior year, Miss Bowman was always the advisor for the seniors. And 
it wasn't until after I graduated that she called me back to judge the dance competition one year. And she says, it's not the same like when you guys were here. You guys knew what you were doing. Um, and she said, Sharon, you had no problem in taking charge and um, coming up with these ideas and blah, blah, blah. And that was the spark, right? That was the moment where it was like, I did. Like, I love doing Spirit Week. And Spirit Week was nothing but doing homecoming, which was nothing but doing student affairs. That I was doing it at such an early age. And most importantly, when I talked to Ms. Bowman, I realized she literally would let us do it. It was, um, which I would say, you... I wouldn't recommend everybody let their students run stuff. We, I, I don't know why we were so efficient. Especially I look back like Iguana, who now is doing event planning style stuff. And he was very a part of, very close to that team of us who were putting on things. Everything from Black History Programs, Ring Ceremony, Prom, Spirit Week, Senior Production. We would, we as students would create our, our practice schedules, come up with a theme, design the t-shirts, find the company to purchase them from. Um decorations black history program i remember coming up with a whole idea that we was going to do music through time and all these other things that we came up with and she was encouraging us to do it and it was nothing of her to stay after school or to check in with stuff or to do the do the um adult side of it putting putting in orders and purchases and for me that was a big deal because i see where that impact was way bigger than any other thing that happened in the classroom at an academic school that i yeah, health science is cool. English, music, whatever else. That wasn't it. That wasn't my biggest impact. My biggest impact was her and Spirit Week, which I now do on a grander scale in higher education. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. Anything else you want to add on Miss Bowman? No, I think that was it. Shout out to Miss <laughs> Bowman. Miss um, Bowman definitely was a, a great, 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 great teacher. Oh, and then she would make sure you weren't hugged up in the hallway. <laughs> One, two, three, break. That was her thing. Don't yep. be don't be hugged up in the hallway. She's gonna walk up to you and do that. And if you keep doing it, she'll say, Okay, let's try it again. Yep. One, One two, two, three, break. break. <laughs> and if you didn't do it, okay, I'm just gonna put my hands on y'all and break y'all up. But yeah, shout out Miss Bone. We still uh keep in contact with her. She's doing great in her retired life. She's, She's retired. And if you saw her, she does not look like she is absolutely not. She can't even qualify for retirement. Absolutely not. She's still doing her thing. Her kids are in education as well. So shout out to them. Um, but uh going to to mine, I actually have two. One is from middle school and one is from high school. Um, we'll start with middle school first. Middle school was my uh music teacher, Miss Evelyn Ellis. Shout out to Miss Evelyn Ellis. Um I didn't get into, I guess, singing until probably about fifth grade um, or maybe fourth grade, fourth, fourth, fifth grade. That's when I joined, I think, the church choir. It might have even been third grade, but I wasn't really into it like that. Really? Fifth, no, fifth I grade is when um, I was in the whatever program to sing and do whatever for our fifth grade graduation. And then middle school is when I really got into music, like singing for real, for real, doing solos, leading songs, and all this kind of stuff. Um, from like I said, Miss 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 Ellis. Um, Miss Ellis is she started a, a, a group here in Augusta called Creative Impressions. Um, if you ever hear about them or uh, know about something that they're doing, please go listen to them because they are still up, up and moving around and singing uh, even after all these years. But she started this particular uh, a group of, of kids that she taught. I, I, don't, I don't even want to say the year because I'm be lying when I, I say <laughs> when it started. Um, but she was just a great, great music teacher. Period. Like hands down, she was absolutely amazing. Like she kind of built my my confidence for singing, um, and and gave me that. Yeah, gave me the confidence to do solo, lead songs, do auditions and yeah, stuff is that like that. What you felt made made her be amazing. Absolutely, build, building your Absolutely. confidence. Like she mm-hmm. gave you that real tough love. Like if you messed up in in in, in chord class or after school or whatever, she gonna let you know you messed up. She gonna bang on the piano. She gonna put her hands on her hip, give you that look. Like what are you doing? We just went over that. We just went over that. What's your problem? But um, but you know, after after all that tough love and and just pushing me to do my absolute best, I finally got to eighth grade, and and that's when I uh, finally auditioned for the all state chorus. Um, and you know, we talked about it seventh grade. I didn't do it seventh grade, but I finally did it eighth grade. You know, with the sight reading and and um, uh, I can't even remember all, everything we sight had to reading? do. Sight reading? 
Yeah, where you so gotta you was, look okay. at the notes and read and sing the notes. Boy, you was like, like you was like the vocal Nick Cannon from Drumline. You, <laughs> you know, you know what? I was doing my thing. You had to read. Yeah, I had to read that music. He can't read. Man, kick out the band with the chorus. No, but I could do it. But you anyway. could do it. Oh, okay, you was one of the authentic yeah, children. Um, like I said, Avery, I finally did it and I made the all state chorus. Now we did all county chorus every year. That was just one of them things where if you participate, you get to be, get to be in all, all kind of trying chords, to get but, to the next one. It was a more yeah, all state. Mm. That's you had the the initial audition, and then you get past that, you go to the next round, all that kind of stuff. But she really gave my the confidence to um to do more singing and get involved with singing and stuff like that. Unfortunately, I don't do it as much as I like. I would like to now. Um, I'm just a, a shower singer now, but boy, is he? Yeah, I, that's mm. that's all I do now. But um, but yeah, she gave me that confidence to to sing and actually want to come to school every day because I knew for a fact that I was going to her class. I like, thought you um saw <laughs> Jesus the one time I remember you seeing her. I think we were in IHOP. Yeah, we were in IHOP, and you just and she came you, in. Yes, and I was like, and you, oh you just like, oh my gosh, and you started, That's you Ms. stood Ellis. up, and I was like, where are you going? Yes, and you went to go hug her, and she remembered you. I was yep. just like, yep, who yep, is yep. this woman? Because you were about to cry. Like, yeah, that, that's how I felt for real. <laughs> so yeah, shout out to Miss Ellis. Shout out to Creative Impression. Um, and then my my the person who, who um Trey McLaughlin oh, yeah, is now over Creative Impressions. Go uh, ahead, Trey McLaughlin is definitely leading a Creative Impression, and he also has his own group, um Sounds of Zamar. Um, shout out to them as well. Um, so yeah, uh, that's that's that. That's the teacher who influenced you. Yep, that's one of. Them. Oh, that's one of them. That's your middle then, school. Okay, so yeah, go to high school. And then high school, um, the teacher that that influenced me as far as like I said, extracurricular stuff. Is Mr. Casper Rapp, uh rest in peace, Mr. Casper Rapp. Um, but he was over the Technology Student Association. That's um, what it's at called. TSA, Johnson, Technology Student Association. Um, and though we had lots, lots of fun, like mad fun, <laughs> mad. We, we I just like to say, I don't fun. think y'all were doing nothing. We y'all. always had fun. Y'all was clowning. <laughs> yeah, whatever, whatever. Yeah, we were clowning, but we was um, over there struggling we, on hillsides. But it was, it was a great time. But still, he kind of he introduced us to. Just the different little things you can do with technology, um, from creating different molds in class, using robotics, um, using the little the little pig uh, kits or whatever to to create build cars and stuff like that. Um, we had to cut out our own CO two cars, design those, paint them, and all that kind of stuff. We went on competitions in Perry, Georgia. We went on competitions at Jekyll Island. Um, we did uh mm-hmm. the recording for the state uh state football games in the georgia dome um it was just a great time with with the technology student association and mr rap and though mr rap was super quiet myself and a couple other guys that i was uh you know super cool with and even now um we just got mr rap to a a place where he did not mind talking to us and, and sharing you know what was going on in his life and um you know how much he enjoys technology and engineering and stuff like that and with those different conversations whether it was on the road in the van or at the hotel or at a restaurant or um because we did do overnight trips and stuff like that um or in the classroom you know he would he did not mind sharing different things Mm -hmm. about his past and and what he what he enjoys about you know working with us in this whole engineering world the technology world and i think i definitely think that him and along with a couple of other teachers like Miss Bowman, um, that's why I still have my passion for number one education, and number two the STEM. Like my thing mm-hmm. is STEM. Like, um, I, I still work with uh, these programs during the summertime, um, these different STEM programs, and even you know my current job, I'm looked at as the uh, STEM recruiter, or or I'm I'm pretty much you know over recruiting for the the individual STEM program, Mm -hmm. the engineering program, the cyber and stuff like that. So, you know, that's, that's where my, I think that's where my passion started and, and it's, it has continued to now. And it's, that's the thing that is powerful for me is I think we have a passion for out of the classroom experiences because that's what fuels us now. Right. And we think about how many students, could be impacted from those moments so you look at the fact that i i was impacted by a teacher who i never took her class i have no i i remember maybe one time even going in her classroom we all of our interactions were after school it was all after school or if i saw in the hallway i let her know something real quick but all of my interactions with her 
were primarily after school and those activities and that's about building relationships that's how that happens and you build a relationship beyond this schoolhouse it is and if i can go just a tad further because um we're gonna end up wrapping this up in a minute (laughs) because i am hungry but um that's what's special about historically black colleges the relationship goes beyond just this four-year experience that you you should be looking for uh, leaving a legacy on the campus. And that's what the professors and the advisors and everybody push you to do because we're going to call your name and talk about you after you graduate. You're going to be a student that I refer to to my, to my current students. And I feel like that's the vibe that those kind of teachers had. They had no problem with saying, hey, this student now at Georgia Tech, you guys should look to go there. Or um, this student is now... Um, if we were doing dance, they're now on the dance team in college, you know, looking, looking to meeting with her, we'll bring her back up to the campus. And I, and I want people to think about the benefits of having these extracurricular activities and having them intentionally, not because you just want to say you have them and that you intentionally build these relationships with others. And, and then in, like we're going to talk about in the next episode and how do you continue to help students building relationships amongst the, amongst themselves? Because we're going, we're want, we want you to be a community. We want you to be a family. We want you to feel like going to school is a chore or a task. It's something that you're excited about. And I feel like building those relationships is how we, how we create academic motivation and create better citizens. Absolutely. Yes. All right, you guys, we hope you enjoyed this episode. We hope you thought about some of the teachers that you've had, um, who've inspired you. Um, that you think about some of the ways that you can build upon your extracurricular activities you have at your school. Um, and please remember to subscribe to After School Talk to share this with other um, listeners. Um, I had somebody call me last night and wanted the link. So if you go to The Right Effect, um, R-I-T-E, if you go to The Right Effect and you click on podcast, you can go straight to um, the podcast itself on itunes or podbean or spotify for your android user people um you can go there through that link so go to the right effect r-i-t-e and then click on podcast and then you can get to the website from there so please subscribe um also subscribe to the right effect website share with others give us a good review go ahead and click five i'm not the one that's gonna say you know how people be like, if, if you enjoyed it. No, I don't care if you enjoyed it or not. Just click five stars. <laughs> Jesus, how hard is it to be a blessing for, to somebody for free? Let's get these lights up, baby. Let's go. Let's go. Let's get these lights up. All right. Talk to y'all later. Adios.